From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Justin Higginbottom. This is your news for Thursday, October 13th. Fall is here in Moab with the usual tourist rush, and something else has returned. Arches National Park entry closures. The park has reached capacity every day since it ended a pilot reservation system on October 4th. By 9.15 this morning, the park again announced they were full. That's the 10th consecutive day they've closed the gates. Their six-month timed entry program required a reservation to visit the park at a certain time slot. According to the Park Service, it was pretty popular, especially based on anecdotal evidence including thousands of reviews online. We spoke to Caitlin Thomas of the National Park Service in July about the program. That's something that we were really excited about and and so happy to see because if you hop on to recreation.gov, which is where you can purchase those timed entry tickets, there's nearly 5,000 reviews and we're at about four, I think it was 4.4 out of five stars. The Park Service is currently sifting through data on that pilot program. If Arches brings it back, they will be joining only a handful of national parks in the country with a similar system. The annual John Denver celebration hit a 25-year milestone in Aspen this week, just before the anniversary of the singer's death on October 12, 1997. But the gathering in this town that Denver once called home could soon be changing as participants get older and the local hotel that hosts them changes hands. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Aspen Public Radio's Kaya Williams has more from the sing-alongs and reunions that officially kicked off last Wednesday and wrapped up earlier this week. After news broke two and a half decades ago that John Denver had died in a plane crash in Pacific Grove, California, his friends, fans, and fellow musicians gathered in Aspen to celebrate his life and his music. Kim Bailey was one of them. As a fan, she came to Aspen in search of community and compassion and found such a sense of connection here that she's returned for every one of the annual gatherings over the last 25 years. And after he passed, I think we were, it's going to make me cry. <laughs> we all were looking for somebody, you know, who, who understood. At the John Denver Sanctuary last Wednesday for the kickoff of this year's celebration, Bailey stood among people she considers her family. People who understand that this isn't just some gathering of groupies, and that John Denver wasn't just another famous musician, she says. It wasn't a fluke. You know, um, he, his, his messages were so timely, and boy would they be timely today. He was a man ahead of his time. And um, so it's just he had a philosophy that resonated with so many people and still does. Stephanie and Jim Horn know that as much as anyone. Jim, a woodwind player, performed and recorded with Denver for years and plays at the Wheeler Opera House during the celebration. He first came 24 years ago to play in one of the tribute concerts and says this gathering speaks to the singular impact that Denver had on music and on his listeners. Nobody in the world liked him. Almost like he came from somewhere else, you know? The fact that he was the only one doing what he was doing. Uh, no one else sang or sounded like John. No one wrote songs like he did. Horn and Denver became like brothers, Horn says, and he has countless stories to tell of their friendship and the time they spent together. 
He loves to share them over breakfast at the Mountain Chalet, or say in an interview in the hotel's game room before nightly sing-alongs begin. It isn't easy to tell those stories, he says, but it's worth it. And we talk and have a great time. I love all the people that come here, and I know where to play and when if I'm going to do that, and, and it worked out good this time. Uh, except for the first night, I fell apart, start crying and stuff, and it, it's hard to uh, talk to people about someone who you loved and he's gone now and uh, not have a little bit of tear jerk, you know. And uh, it was hard, but I, I got through it. But they, they all loved it, you know. The Mountain Chalet, which he calls a nest and a place with heart, is where the celebration fills with life and with the community of people united by their love of John Denver. It is the center of gravity for the annual celebration, where guests sometimes stay up until 3, 4, or 5 in the morning singing John Denver songs after they return from other concerts and events. The party was just starting on Sunday night as the horns headed back upstairs from the game room. There's a feeling, though, that the times are changing, and that the John Denver celebration as people know it might not exist next year as the Mountain Chalet changes management. Last year, the family-owned affordable lodging right at the base of Aspen Mountain sold to a partnership that specializes in boutique hotels and high-end restaurants. The Melville family that has owned the property for all of its seven-decade history has continued to operate it since then. Craig Melville said in a phone call on Tuesday that they'll stay at the helm until at least May of 2023, but the chances they'll be running the place in October next year are not great. Jim's wife, Stephanie, shares in the gratitude for this hotel that has been their home away from home and says the changes that could come soon add another emotional layer to this year's gathering. We're all human beings and you have a love for somebody and, and that person's gone and you want to continue to share that love, but you do get emotional about it sometimes. And, and it's like coming here and thinking, this is our, that, this is, this is our home in Aspen. And our home got sold. And we're just thankful we're here this year. That uncertain future has prompted Lori Stowers to encourage people to start their own celebrations elsewhere. If you look at the, the age level of the people who attend, most of them are living on fixed incomes. And coming up with three or four hundred dollars a night for a hotel room just is not feasible. So um, it is very likely if the Mountain Chalet is not available next year for us that um, this would be our last year. There's no official organizer for the John Denver celebration, but she's close to it, running the Aspen in October Facebook page where people can get updates about the schedule and events. At the meet-and-greet in John Denver Sanctuary last week, she hinted at the idea for a cruise or other events in different towns. We'll definitely carry on in one form or another. It just may not be in Aspen. She first came to this celebration 20 years ago for what she thought was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Then she kept coming, year after year, and found both love and family and her current husband in Aspen in October. And some people think it's a sad event, and it's not a sad event to come here and, and share this with friends. But then we get to know all these friends from all over the world. Literally everywhere in the world we get people coming in. And it becomes our family reunion. And at the lively sing-along in the lobby of the Mountain Chalet on Sunday night, you could see the joy on people's faces. And hear it in their voices, too. 
Jim Connor wrote the song Grandma's Featherbed, which Denver recorded in the 1970s. He's been coming to this celebration on and off since it began. He says these kinds of memorials usually taper off after the 25-year mark, and he's aware of the changes to come at the Mountain Chalet, too. But he's optimistic about the future of this gathering, and he believes people will find other places to keep the spirit alive. I thought this 25th might be the last one, but this is so. there's so much enthusiasm here every night for a week and uh, shows every night. And now we're, we're at the Chalet Motel. You can hear the music in the back every night. It's been packed with people and four, five, six guitar players and instruments. I sing here every night, too. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I, it's, I guess it's going to keep on. How much longer? At least a few more years it'll last, I guarantee you. Denver's music, according to Stowers, will last a whole lot longer than that. My granddaughters are six and eight years old, and they sing Rocky Mountain High. They sing Country Roads, and you see John's music still in movies more and more these days, and um, the kids, the little kids now, still know his music after all these years. So it's always going to be the children, the, the, the grandparents giving to the parents, giving it to the, the grandkids, and, and so on. We're just going to keep John's music that, that way. From the Edless Neeson Arts and Culture Desk, I'm Kaya Williams. That story from Aspen Public Radio was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, October 13th. Just a reminder, it's our fall radiothon. If you'd like to support KZMU News, there's still time. Your support helps us get you local and regional news, produce special projects like our new audio magazine, Great Tape, and put on important events like candidate debates. Give us a call or stop by the station. You can also visit kzmu.org to donate or check out our merch.